Good morning, everyone. Taking this opportunity to reflect around the formal practice of meditation. Using the form, sitting, walking, our daily activities, using those forms to train the heart to be present, <clears throat> gathered, collected, grounded, rooted. rooted in awareness. An overview of the Buddha's way of awakening, that way to the one direct path. An overview of that uh, path could be a foundation of ethics, which we touched on last night. which is a gift. Cultivates a connectedness with the web of life by restraint not offering out into the world through our speech and actions, not offering out into the world that which is exploitative, harmful, this ethical foundation was recognized by the Buddha as a, a, a platform that one was a skillful way to live, but also was a platform upon which the body-mind could, could compose itself. was a foundation itself for, for relative calm because we're not having to deal so much with uh, the ramifications of, uh, of our unskillful actions. So this ethics gives rise, is a condition that gives rise to gatheredness of heart, what the Buddha called samadhi, unification of heart which is sometimes translated as concentration or meditation. We'll be focusing uh, today a lot on these, these meditative <clears throat> teachings and this aspect of the path, the training of the heart to be here, present, unified, is what then gives rise to freedom. Because when the heart, the Buddha would say, when the heart is composed, it sees things as they are. When the heart sees things as they are, then we are freed. We relinquish false assumptions, false assumptions about what we think we possess, what we think we are. That seeing things as they are, there's a shedding, a relinquishing, a natural letting go. 
that gives rise to endless seeking, trying to find stability, trying to find safety in the wrong place. Because that those false assumptions, as I was saying last night, lead us to scurry around and overlook the jewel right in front of us. Overlook this, what uh, the Buddha called original brightness, or the luminous heart, or the the truly peaceful. Ethics. Samadhi, the training of the heart in meditation, and then wisdom, the freeing the heart from false assumptions and touching into tasting the ever-present peace. When the Buddha was asked, well, what is samadhi? He often responded, chitta-kagata. Chit, this is the word the Buddha used for the heart. That dimension of our being which is awake, sensitive, resonant, it knows and can resonate with sound, sound of my voice. It can know, recognize, resonate with the feeling tone of our body. It can know, recognize a thought. The heart can tremble and get anxious and recoil from experience. It can be touched and open and gather in, resonate with compassionately the beings and forms around us, the heart. Chitta the heart is eka, this word I used last night of the Buddha, unified. The Buddha defined the practices of meditation, the cultivation of samadhi, as, as training the heart in unification, as opposed to being disjointed, frag, <coughs> fragmented, dislocated. As the Buddha reflected on our mysterious experience of being human, he recognized three dimensions, three basic dimensions of our being. The bodily dimension, the most tangible, the form that we can tangibly notice, describe, tall and short, big and small, male and female, and various gradations subtle, smooth, rough bodily dimension the verbal dimension the thinking dimension there's an aspect of our our being which can conceive can conceive of me and you conceive of yesterday so we have the memory of the retreat starting and tomorrow what's going to happen. What will happen in the world to me and my family. The thinking dimension, the verbal dimension, and then the 
heart, what's sometimes translated as the mind, but again the heart, that which knows, can feel, resonate with. Body, what's sometimes called body, speech, and mind, but it's, it's the body, the thinking component, and the conscious knowingness component. Dimensions, roughly speaking, dimensions of this mystery of being human. Chitta kagata, the practices of samadhi, is we're learning to allow these dimensions of our being to come together. So often we're all involved in something and we've left the body far behind. Who knows where the body is? We don't notice till we stub our toe, trip over something, till it screams, notice me, because it's exhausted or so hungry or just racked with tension and pain. Thoughts can be somewhere, body can be somewhere, emotions can just be, well, keep them in the cellar, don't want to get too emotional. In the training of samadhi, we're bringing it all together. So in a sense, this is the healing, healing aspect of the Dharma. Because ultimately, according to the wise ones, everything is all of one substance. But through misunderstanding, we get fragmented, cut off. The healing component is the heart. Why? Because actually all phenomena are rising within the heart. The Buddha said in the Sharangama Sutra, great Mahayana discourse on Samadhi, he said the prime misconception that we have is the idea that consciousness is inside the body. We have the idea, oh, consciousness, something's happening in my brain. Buddha said, no, it's not actually that. He says, actually, the body's inside the hearts, inside consciousness. He said, not only the body, the buildings, the mountains, the rivers, the earth herself is arising, shifting, ceasing within this wonderful mind. In the trainings of samadhi, we're then using this dimension of our being that sometimes gets us in trouble, the thinking mind, We're going to be using the thinking mind as a tool. We're not hating thought. Sometimes we think, oh, if I could just cut my head off, then I'd be all right. Thinking's a powerful tool, but it becomes a tyrant when we just get so lost in the future and anxious and still stuck on some annoying, unfair thing from the past. Can you believe she did that? Right in front of me. God. Didn't even hide it. The mind gets stuck on this and stuck on that. But rather than hating thought, the Buddha taught that no thought is our friend that can help us. We're going to use thought, what the Buddha called vitaka, vichara. These are two aspects of thinking that becomes supports to our cultivation of the unified heart. 
what's called jhana factors or supports to <coughs> learning to cultivate a composed, gathered presence. Vitaka means that sort of thought which directs us. In this particular case, it's directing us here. Oh, I wonder what's for lunch today. Let's see. Oh, I really shouldn't be thinking about that. I wonder about thoughts might happen. But when we use vitaka, we're using a thought rather than to think an essay, to figure something out. We're going to use a thought just to remind us, oh, I'm sitting. And that thought appears in the heart. It appears in consciousness and dissolves. But the function of the thought, we're going to use thought today to remind us, oh, I'm here. It can even just be a question, where am I? But notice that thought, it's there and then it dissolves. But what it does is direct us here. It's a thought that's directing us here. It's a, we're moderating thought. That means we're not just thinking, 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 thinking to figure something out. We're learning to recognize that thought can direct attention. Where am I? I'm sitting. Combined with that directed thought, that yang, pointed, there's an effort there, directional component of thinking. The Buddha said it's, it's useful to develop vichara, which is the receptive, feeling out, exploring. These two together work, uh, one of our monastic friends used to say, it's a bit like a thumb and an index finger. They work together. If you pick something up with the thumb and the index finger, one holds it steady, the other feels it out. The directed thought brings us here. If we only have the directed thought and no receptive, then we're, we're pushing too hard. Get back there, mind. Come on. If I told you no puddings today for you, no treats, I'll lock that lower drawer that I snuck in my stash. Just pushing, directing, but notice if if someone's talking to us with no vichara, they're just talking at us, talking at us, talking at us. But never pausing to receive. So like if, I'm, if my attention directs me to the blanket, my, my meditation blanket, blanket, vichara then notices the color, feels the texture. The, the attention feels and explores and gets us sense. Then if I fall away, vitaka can remind the heart back, hey, what are we doing? So, for example, in our meditation, when uh, a directed thought says sitting, then the receptive thought aspect of that feels the impression of the body, notices where our body is touching Mother Earth, the support of the ground, 
sensing, feeling out the shape of the posture, the feeling tones of what feels easeful, what feels a little stressful. The two together. Thinking mind is going to be directing the attention to the body. Receptive, feeling out. So body, thinking mind, all being received in the heart of awareness. This is the unification. We're going to be using the body, our body being very kind, being very patient, as an anchor, as touching Mother Earth, this Earth body, to help us connect, connect with our experience. Whether we're sitting, or walking, or moving, or eating, or resting. And as we direct the attention to the body, the Buddha encouraged us to notice the nature of the body is revealed. And we notice this body, it sounds like a thing, this thing and that thing, but this body is continually in relationship. It continually needs to breathe in and be blessed by the in-breath. We can't just breathe in. Then we breathe out and let go of what we don't need which the trees breathe in. We don't think we need to breathe in. I'm independent. I'm not breathing in. I'm not. I don't need to breathe in. But 10 seconds, just try stopping breathing. 15, 20. I notice there's a feeling going all through my body. Uncomfortable. Just noticing, but I don't need that. Then when I breathe in, <coughs> notice the flush. Flush. It's, I can feel it blessing every cell. We're actually in an ocean of vitality and we have permission to breathe in any time we want. There's no breath meters on anybody. But Jai is breathing in a bit too much. I don't know. She's getting a bit greedy over there. No breath meters. We can breathe in any time we want. Breathe out any time we want and let go. The Buddha taught that this mindfulness, attentiveness, appreciation of the in and the out bears great fruit. In fact, it was the, the method of meditation that was a turning point in his own cultivation, led to his awakening. And the Buddha, on his teachings on the mindfulness of the breathing, he said, And how is mindfulness of the in and out breathing developed and pursued 
so that it bears great fruit and great benefits. There is the case where a monk, having gone to the wilderness, to the shade of a tree, or to an empty building, sits down, folding his, her legs crosswise, holding the body erect, setting mindfulness to the fore, always mindful, always awake, always aware, always present, always mindful. He breathes in, mindful. He breathes out. (coughs) Breathing in long, he, she discerns that she's breathing in long. Or breathing out long, she discerns that she is breathing out long. Breathing in short, she discerns she's breathing in short. Breathing out short, she discerns she's breathing out short. She trains herself to breathe in sensitive to the whole body. To breathe out sensitive to the whole body. She trains herself to breathe in calming the body. To breathe out calming the body. There's a progression. Sometimes when we're lost can't really find the body, take a long breath, consciously being present as we breathe in long, finding the body, sustaining. The awareness of the body breathing, the sensations, breathing out long, sustaining. few breaths just to help us let go if we're lost in something. And in time, just being awake, aware, if it's a long breath, a short breath. Making contact wherever we sense the breathing most prominently, perhaps at the nostrils, or at the heart, or at the belly. Wherever we notice that we're breathing, for a time, seeing if we can stay present. One breath at a time. And then over the course of our, our days, we're encouraged by the Buddha to little by little allow our awareness to expand, to include the whole body. That's what we'll be doing in the Qigong. So that this gatheredness of awareness blesses every cell in the body. But I encourage us for the day not to panic, not to get in too big a hurry. Remember, we're not going somewhere. We're more and more learning how to be fully here. And using thought, this directed thought, to remind us here, now, in, out. In Thailand, they use the thought Buddho, B-U-D-D-H-O, which is the name for the Buddha. But not the Buddha out there. Buddho is nominative case. It means this Buddha, 
this awakened one right here within us that's awake for this in-breath. If one wishes, one can use as one breathes in bud, quiet bud. It's a thought that's there, it dissolves, but reminds us to be awake. To, as we breathe out, bud, to. Or any word, if you wish, to help us remember that this is what we're doing. The directed thought and then the encouragement of the heart to receive. Letting awareness of the body today help us come back to this present moment and encouraging the heart to to be here. Sometimes we think that skill in meditation is about pinching off the senses, not seeing, not hearing, not feeling. The Buddha said, actually, if we can't bear sights and sounds and smells and tastes and sensations, then we'll never enter samadhi. It's not cutting ourselves off. It's welcoming, being well with what comes and goes. Encouraging your heart to recognize whatever sight, sound, sensation is arising, it's all arising within this awareness. So in our walking meditation, for those who wish to try this, just encouraging us to check if our heart is open and connected. Just if it's helpful rotating the senses. We can do it sitting as well. It's a technique a great Burmese master, Tong Plu Seidel, taught. Just whisper into the heart, seeing. Then for several seconds, even now sitting, we can explore it. Aware of seeing. But rather than racing out to get involved with the objects of seeing, we hold the gaze softly. We see because we have a body and eyes. Just allow the light, the shapes... Notice that they're appearing within awareness. We blink our eyes, the forms disappear. Open the eyes, there they are, seeing. A few seconds and then whisper to the heart, hearing. So for a few seconds, noticing the sounds that are arising, shifting within this awareness. This one awareness, within this one awareness, there's seeing, now there's hearing. A few seconds, feeling. Noticing sensa- <coughs> sensations of pleasure, pain. Not panicking. Encouraging the heart to be patient with whatever the sensations. 
few seconds the posture. In this case, sitting. We directly experience how we know that we're sitting. We experience the shape of the body touching. We can tell if we're leaned to the left or leaned to the right. So we're doing that seeing, just to practice being present, an ordinary state that's not panicking about being in touch with seeing, hearing, encouraging the heart to be relaxed, at ease, hear with hearing, the birds, my voice. Feeling the same awareness that hears and sees within that sphere, noticing the feeling tone of the body, practicing being okay, patient with that. And the posture, in this case, sitting. So as we do that for a few seconds, seeing, hearing, feeling, posture, it's not that we're running somewhere else. Then we can know we're connected. It's okay. Then we can allow the attention to steady itself more in this case to just the body sitting maybe letting our eyes close if we wish. Breathing in and out, a long in-breath. As we breathe out, encouraging the forehead to relax, the shoulders, the belly. Long in-breath. Aware of a long, quiet out-breath as we soften the eyes, the jaw, the shoulders. Letting thought quietly in the background keep us present as it whispers, breathing in peacefully breathing out or using our word or phrase like butto butto giving the heart permission to explore the feeling tones of this body, the sensations at the forehead, practicing being patient with them, the skin of the face, the jaws, noticing the sensations on the face, head and jaws as we breathe in, noticing those sensations as we soften them as we breathe out.
sensing the shoulders, upper back. So we breathe in, softening shoulders, upper back as we breathe out. Enjoying a deep, quiet, full, conscious in-breath. So we're breathing out, sensing the lower back, the belly, relaxing. Giving ourselves permission to explore feeling tones in the body. Letting the heart find its own way. Sensing the base of the body, the pressure of the weight of the body on the cushion or the chair or the bench. Encouraging the heart to be patient with that pressure as we breathe in. Steady, aware, unruffled as we breathe out. And if there is a place where we more easily sense and can recognize that we're breathing, can allow the attention to steady itself there. It might be at the nostrils. But our awareness is not cramped, it's not tense, it's open. Yet within that we notice the breathing, being with the sensations. Different thoughts, memories come, we're not going to worry. Touch them lightly, let them go. We can say later, (coughs) not now, because now I'm cultivating the skill of learning to be here and now. Cultivating what the Buddha called a pleasant abiding in the here and now. It's not dependent on certain sights and certain sounds. A pleasant abiding that wells up from the heart. It's the heart being here, fully here, being gathered, collected. The body and the mind held by the awareness.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.